and welcome to another DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and with me is Jane Litt from Dear Author. Today, it's time for Listener Mail. We have two messages about recommendations and suggestions of things that people might like to read, and I'm sure that you will come up with many extra books that we forgot to mention, so please be prepared to tell us how wrong we are, because it's really hard to recommend books because you know you're going to leave one out. The music you're listening to was provided by Sassy Outwater. I'll have information at the end of the podcast about who this is. And well, I have one more thing to say. This podcast is brought to you by New American Library, publisher of Possession, the irresistible new novel of the fallen angels from number one New York Times bestselling author J.R. Ward, available wherever books are sold. And now, you guessed it, this is a shorter podcast, but it's time for the podcast. So we have an email from Lauren, and it reads as follows. She needs some recommendations. Dear Sarah and Jane, I love, love, love the podcast, and listening to it makes me love romance novels all the more. This makes me say, yes! I usually read historicals and the occasional contemporary, but I can be pretty picky about what I read. Lately, I've been getting into paranormals, but I am finding it harder to find ones I like. I've been having trouble figuring out where to start reading paranormal romance. I really like Nalini Singh's Psy Changeling series, but I can't find anything else that measures up. I am not a fan of really dark or gritty books or of overly brooding characters. Most of the paranormal romance I find isn't fun to read, which is what I enjoy about romance. I used to read a lot of urban fantasy, but I've grown tired of overly long series of books where there doesn't feel like there is a proper resolution to the books or the series. I'm looking at you, Patricia Briggs, she says. Can you? I know. I feel so sad. I hope she's, I wonder if she's read the Alpha Omega series because that's, much more overtly romantic than the Mercy Thompson series. Yeah, and then I feel like there's resolution in the first book that's in, in yeah. enough that it satisfies. Right. So Lauren and, writes, can you recommend any good paranormal romances that aren't too dark or gritty? I have the perfect recommendation, but I need to put a disclaimer out there first. Oh, I think I know where you're going, and I'm really excited. <laughs> So um, I would recommend uh, this author by the name of Jessica Sims. Now, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Karis Rowe. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we can talk about her too. How funny. You know, she, I don't think, I think I was the only Karis Rowe fan, me and Heather Osborne, or Heather Osborne and I, um, because uh, Karis Rowe's contract didn't get renewed and it looks like she might be self-publishing. So nonetheless... Um, Jessica Sims, also known as Joe Miles, Jessica Claire, I consider her a friend. So, uh, I want everyone to know that before I talk about her books. But, uh, she writes this, and I wouldn't recommend Joe Miles' Succubi series. Sorry, Joe was my favorite. Um, (laughs) And But I think that her uh, Beauty Dates the Beast, Desperately Seeking Shape Shifter books are super fun. And they have, a, the Desperately Seeking Shape Shifter is my favorite of the three that she has out. It features a virgin hero bear shifter. So he's all growly and protective. Um, and the heroine is kind of, um, just seems to write some pretty princess-type heroines, but they're not so twee that they're irritating. But they're they're smart. They're smart Yeah, or they're smart or they're self-deprecating or there's something about them that kind of is appealing. Um, 
So I think if you are looking for something a little more lighthearted, um, a lot less brooding, uh, and something that's resolved in a short amount of time, like a book, <laughs> versus an overarching series, then I would check out Desperately Seeking Shapeshifter. And if you like that, then you could go backwards and read Beauty Dates the Beast and then go forward and Must Love Things. And the great thing about it is you don't have to read these books in order. The Karis Rohn series is everything I think Lauren doesn't like. <laughs> It's and they smell like donuts. Yeah. Okay. That's the good part of the book. To <laughs> say the smells. Yes. Okay. So, because um, the heroes are brooding, and the series arc takes over the takes place over the course of I think five books, um, but there is a resolution at the end for each character and their romance. This series is over the top and totally crazy. It has all of the repetitive things in paranormal romance, the mate bond, uh, vampires, um, dark brooding heroes that are going to go insane unless they find their mate. And the, re the way they know their mate is that they can smell them. And they don't smell. Everybody has unique smells. So the last book that I remember reading, the characters, one smelled like coffee and the other smelled like donuts. That's <laughs> so hot. I am telling you. Come on. Everybody wow. loves the smell of a donut. Cooked dough is, or fried dough is one of the most delicious smells of all time. Just ask any state fair patron. So, um... You you and I have both enjoyed Shelley Laurenston, J.A. Aiken books. Yes, the J.A. Aiken Dragon series and the Shelley Laurenston series. That's on my list to recommend because the thing about Laurenston's books is that they're over the top and they kind of know it. Like they know that they are over the top and they know that there's a sort of element of sort of a, almost campiness, especially with the Dragon series. It's like campy, violent fairy tales. And there's a, a lot of characters in the Laurenston Shapeshifter books that that sort of they tease each other. If if a, if a character that is a is a is a cat shifter or a character that's a dog shifter falls in love with someone who's a cat shifter, all of the dog shift or the dog wolf shifting heroes friends are going to give him shit about it because well he likes a cat and that's just silly. So they they have a sort of a sense of humor about them that I really, really enjoy because they're not dark and brooding at all the time. They're often sort of, they don't take themselves too seriously. Some of these characters, but there's also real stakes and real problems that the characters are trying to figure out. And there are real clan wars that go on in that series. The other thing I was wondering if she might like is the Molly Harper vampire books. There is a her series. You so hate go. her series. I haven't read them, but they sounded. I um, my blind partner has, and they sounded like books that you, um, the reader would like. The Molly Harper vampire books. I really liked Molly Harper's contemporary romance, and I like the way she writes female voices. So the one of the vampires that I've read was the beginning of a series, and that probably wouldn't satisfy Lauren's desire for books that actually have a conclusion and don't just go on and on. I think that the the um, Vampire Librarian series was meant to be sort of an urban fantasy continuing series. But the other Molly Harper uh, paranormals might really appeal because there's a sense of humor about them. Do you think that Lauren would like the early um, Mary Janice Davidson series? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, my 
my recollection of them had been so tainted by later books. I can't even <laughs> remember what I liked about them originally. Isn't it so funny? There are a number of series that I will recommend and then I'll say, okay, but you want to stop after book five and that's the end for you. Like, don't go past there. Don't go there. Bad idea. Just stop and pretend it ended really well. Just don't go past that point. Like, I think that Eileen Wilkes's books, the very first two were really yeah. interesting. But the, she kind of lost me as she went on. And I know her series is super popular still. Mm -hmm. But as the series um, went on and the um, world became more complex, I really struggled with the stories. Yeah, I can understand that. The Rebecca Zanetti books, I have bought those and I'm very interested in reading them. I haven't read them, but they come highly recommended. The other person that I have not, recommend, not read is Laura Ann Donor, mm -hmm. and people just love her. Like our friend Melissa from SMS Book Obsessions that we met at uh, RT, Con, yeah. who I totally adore. She loves this series, and she really wants me to read it. So I plan on reading it. I have a couple that I've purchased. Sometimes they're rather expensive because they're published through Laura's Cave, but, I mean, I see women on message boards saying things like, oh, my gosh, the release date for the next book, which is three months away, is posted. I'm so excited. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. This is Lauren Ann Donor? Yes. Isn't she the one who wrote the book about the woman who was, uh, was sexually yes. turned on by the guy who got the shit beat out of him? Yes, yes. The chicken. We, we read an excerpt of it. Yes, with chickens. Right. Lots of chickens. We should go back we to reading we use the chicken excerpt. word to... Replace another word that would be used for a body part. Right. Yes. Um, Jennifer Ashley's uh, Shifter series might be interesting for her. I don't, I mean, there, there's a little brooding, but I mean, I think it's interesting. The Shifters are treated as kind of like, I don't, I don't know, because I've never talked, I don't even think I've ever met Jennifer Ashley. Ugh. So I've never talked to her, so I don't really know this. But her Shifter and Bones series makes me think about how Native Americans are treated because the Shifters are put on a kind of like a reservation type area, um, segregated from the rest of the town. They're treated differently. They're all wearing collars. Not that Native Americans wear collars, obviously. Right. But, it's, but it mimics that segregation. Right. Kind of a marking of, of who they are and how they're outcasts and that sort of thing. Um, oh. And oh. So, Sorry. She might like that series. I enjoy that series. And I think Jennifer Ashley has a good mix of writing um, strong female characters that's, that are well-matched with the male. I know, I know that you did not like the um, Dorinda Jones series, Jane, but I think she might really like First Grave on the Right, the Charlie Davidson series. The series is not done, and it's still evolving, which makes me hesitant to recommend it based on the fact that I know Lauren wants something that is a complete series that's not meandering out. And this is more urban fantasy than romance, because at the end of the first one, it's really not clear what the heroine's going to do in terms of who she's really attracted to. But there is a sense of a lot of humor and there's not there's a there's brooding people, but there's also not brooding people who may potentially be the hero. If the tone is if I, if I am right about the kind of tone that she wants, those books might also appeal to her. It is really hard to come up with lighthearted paranormal recommendations because the trend has been to go very broody. Right. One of the most popular lighthearted um writers would be um, 
uh, Lindsay Sands, yes, her vampire series are all... I was trying to think of that. Perfect. Her vampire series are all kind of tongue-in-cheek, like the vampire who doesn't like to drink blood or the vampire who has to go see the dentist because something got stuck in his incisor or something like that. So um, I think Sands has a good, like grip around the absurd and and she's inserting those into her books so if your sense of humor matches Lindsay Sands I think that those books really work for you if your sense of humor doesn't go that route then I think she's not a good match but you you know she might want to try just one I think there's one on sale right now for like two ninety nine. is it mm-hmm. single white vampire yeah single white vampire is on sale right now so that might be a good way to try another series she might like uh, is Jennifer Armentrout's Lux series um, the first one's on sale for two ninety nine. It's called Obsidian. It's a YA series, but I when I read it, it kind of had um, it kind of an, had a Nalini Singh feel to it. But this is a series. I'm so sorry because they're all series except for Jessica Sims, and I think there's five books out there now. Um, but it's kind of an interesting. Um, YA series. I would say it's kind of upper YA because there's definitely a lot of romantic tension in between the characters. We have another letter from a reader, and this is from Sarah. Only, not me, Sarah. I didn't write it. I promise. Dear Sarah and Jane, first of all, let me say how much I enjoy your podcast. I listen to it on my walks, and my enjoyment of the podcast almost got me into trouble the other day. I was laughing aloud at something one of you said and offended a woman struggling to ride her bike up a hill. I apologized profusely, explaining that I was laughing at my podcast, not at her, i.e. I am crazy, not mean. The other day I was listening to one of Sarah's podcasts from Australia and I almost started to ugly cry on the trail when the author Melina Marchetta was mentioned. This brings me to my second point to thank you for promoting Melina Marchetta. She is a wonderful author of YA novels that are issue books without being angsty or heavily done like an after school special. Thirdly, I would like a recommendation from you. One of my favorite genres is romantic suspense. I prefer the ones with some paranormal elements, but also like those with just a mystery. And I especially love strong historical element, if not an outright historical. I have read the entire catalog of Deanna Rayborn, Susanna Kearsley, Mary Stewart, which were contemporaries when they were written, but are historical now, and more recently, Simone St. James. She's awesome. On the more mystery side of things, I've read Tasha Alexander, Lauren Willig, and Jacqueline Winspear. Am I missing anyone? I love this genre, but I feel like I've run out of books. Thanks again for any help, and thanks for the laughs, Sarah. Oh, girl, I have many. Are you ready? All right. These will all be in the entry, so don't feel like you have to get a pen, but I have so many ideas for you. First of all, Elizabeth Peters, Crocodile on the Sandbank, the first Amelia Peabody mystery. Elizabeth Peters passed away very recently, and I expect that some of her books will be put on sale sooner rather than later. But Amelia Peabody is the heroine of this entire series, and she is a Victorian woman who is like, screw you guys, I am going to Egypt, and has an amazing series of adventures. The book series itself is considerable. So if you like the Amelia Peabody series, I've got good news. There are like 20 of them, and you can enjoy all of them. Another book you might like is The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova. This is about, it's sort of a contemporary historical parallel. 
a young woman is working with her father's library and find these, finds a set of letters that lead her to investigate a whole bunch of things. It's a good bit of paranormal and it's also very creepy, but it has so many glowing, glowing reviews behind it. I don't know if you'll like this one, but I think you might. It's called The 13th Tale by Diane Setterfield. And it's a YA novel, but it is about a author who is dying and asks a young writer to basically write down her last life story before she dies. And this young writer has no idea why this author is asking for her help because she has no idea who she is, but starts reading one of her copies of this woman's books and realizes that there's a lot of open questions and it's very creepy. There's a lot of sort of book within a book writing that goes on in the story. Plus it's historical and it's very gothic and it'll creep the crap out of you. Another series you might really enjoy is the Sherlock Holmes, Mary Russell series, which is written by Laurie King. The first one is called The Beekeeper's Apprentice and it rests on the idea that Sherlock Holmes has decided that the best thing for him to be doing in retirement is to study honeybees and be a beekeeper because, you know, what else would he do, right? A young woman introduces herself to him. Her name is Mary Russell, and he realizes that she is just as smart as he is, even though she's a teenager. According to Goodreads, there are 12 books of this series, so if you like them, there's lots of them. Another series you might enjoy is the India Black series by Carol Carr. That's C-A-R-R. India Black is the owner of a brothel, and when the head of the war office dies in her brothel, oops, she becomes involved in British and French and Russian espionage. The first one is called India Black, but the series is Madam of Espionage Mysteries. India Black, the book is tagged on Goodreads as historical mystery, British literature, and historical fiction with some romance and a lot of thriller. But what's interesting about a lot of the reviews is they discuss it's really difficult to describe what it is because it's a lot of different things. This is why, by the way, I think you will really like it. In this series, the India Black series, there are a number of different books that follow her. So you're going to follow her through different character, uh, through different adventures. The next book is scheduled to come out this year and then another one next year. So the series is ongoing. It seems like this is something that you would really, really like considering what you already told me you enjoy. The last thing I want to recommend to you are the Captain Lacey Regency Mysteries by Ashley Gardner. There's a box set of three books and two short stories that are on sale. I believe they might be 99 cents right now. And the Captain Lacey Regency mysteries are historical romance and mystery, um, historical mystery merged into one. There's a bunch of them. I think there's eight. And the romance is very slow to develop. It, it sort of develops over several books. But when I featured the box set of the Captain Lacey mysteries, as a book on sale, a few people said that they thought it was a tremendously good book and that everyone should read it if they like historical mysteries. Oh, I cannot believe I almost forgot this. I actually went back and cut the text apart so I could insert more audio because I cannot believe I forgot to mention this. Okay, all of Australia, I am really sorry. There is a wonderful series by Carrie Greenwood. And okay, for the longest time, I thought it was Fryn because the heroine's name is spelled P-H-R-Y-N-E. I thought it was Fryn, Fryn Fisher. That's a perfectly acceptable name, right? No, it's Priny or Phryne, Phryne. Her name is Phryne Fisher, and she is 
an Australian set. Well, she is actually English, but then she goes to Australia and becomes a detective in the 1920s. It's so cool. And the first one is 99 cents. These books have been very, very popular in Australia. The first one happens in Melbourne and she, Phryne, not Fryn, Phryne, getting this right, Fryn ends up solving a mystery and becomes involved and gets more cases. The setting of Australia in the 20s is as much part of the fascination with the books as the fact that they're pretty friggin' awesome. There are now in the Phryne, see how I'm learning, in the Phryne Fisher series, there are 20 different books plus box sets and compendiums and illustrated versions. There's a lot of Phryne Fisher that you can enjoy if you like these books. I can't believe I almost forgot to say them. Duh, I am really sorry, Australia. My bad. Either way, yes, you would probably really enjoy these. And at 99 cents, why not, right? Now, I am sure that you are listening to this and saying, but what about this person? How could you have left off these books? So clearly, I know I suck at remembering everything. If you have suggestions for Sarah in terms of historical mysteries or thrillers that are historical, you can email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or you can come to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dbsapodcast and let us know what books you think Sarah would really like to read and I will make sure that she gets those books as well as these recommendations. And that is all for this week's podcast. If you have ideas for other podcasts, you want to write us a letter, you want to tell me I'm wrong, you want to tell Jane she's wrong. Jane's always wrong. You should totally tell her she's wrong. She loves that. You should totally do it. You can email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a message on our Google Voice number, which is 1-201-371-DBSA. Please don't forget to give us a name and tell us where you're calling from so we can include your message into an upcoming podcast. And our sponsor, Intermix, has some things that they would like me to tell you about, specifically that this podcast is being brought to you by the New American Library, publisher of Possession, the irresistible new novel of the Fallen Angels from number one New York Times bestselling author J.R. Ward. Ward explores what really happens when good and evil toy with humanity. You can pick up your copy of Possession wherever books are sold. The music that you're listening to was provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This song is called Martha Stewart. That's S-T-U-A-R-T. Stewart by Enter the Haggis. You can find them on their website and on iTunes. I'll have links to this song and their other music on the entry when this podcast goes up. And finally, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, and I hope you're composing an email to us right this very minute, Jane and I wish you the very best of reading. <laughs>